everyone, and welcome back to the Girl Dog Up podcast. I am your host, Rachel, and today I have a good friend, Vanessa Smith, on who is the founder of Pleasure Exploration, which is an inclusive sexual health and wellness service where her practice focuses on helping people understand and explore their personal intimate desires. She works with clients from all backgrounds, including men, women, gender neutral individuals, and the LGBTQ community. Vanessa is a graduate of San Francisco State University, where she earned her Bachelor of Science in Health Education with an emphasis in sexual health and she now resides in Orange County, California. Through virtual one-on-one coaching sessions, Vanessa helps her clients eradicate the shame, trauma, and judgment when it comes to their sexual health and well-being by providing them with tools and resources to address their concerns and removing the stigma and taboos around them. In addition, she helps people create awesome relationships with their partners, their sex lives, and themselves. She encourages her clients to develop curiosity, open-mindedness, and a desire for continuous growth, helping them live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilling life. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Vanessa and I have a really good conversation and please wait till the very end to hear a little bit about our giveaway and all of the information for it will be on our Instagram at Girl Dog Up Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? I'm so excited to have you here. And I, I think it's so funny that we haven't like talked in a while because Vanessa and I met at One Medical back in San Francisco. Um, I now live across the country from her and you're now in the LA area, right? I'm in Orange County in Newport Beach area. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So how have you been? Tell me, tell me everything. Oh, well, it is so good to see you and, and have this chat. It has been so long. I'm doing pretty darn good. You know, life is treating me very well and you know, quarantine has definitely been troublesome for all of us on this planet. I, yeah. however, have really been able to kind of dive deep into the work that I'm most passionate about. Being able to work mm-hmm. from home full time has really given me that space to dive deep into this work, which is sexual health and pleasure. Mm-hmm. So it's been really amazing to just, you know, have this opportunity to really kind of invest any extra time and energy I have into right. pleasure exploration. So yeah, no, it's been, awesome. Pretty great. And so can you just like give me an example or just like tell me a little bit more about pleasure exploration? Yeah, so pleasure exploration is really rooted in these core values. One being combating sexual shame, judgment, and stigma. All the work that I do focuses on that. Um, also being able to create safe sex positive spaces for folks to openly discuss anything and everything to do with sexual health. And I really have this strong belief that every person, no matter who you are, your age, your background, your sexual identity, ethnicity, it doesn't matter, right? Every person deserves to have an awesome and exciting relationship with their Mm -hmm. partners, their sex lives, and most importantly, themselves. So it's just been really great. I've been facilitating uh, virtual one-on-one sexual health and wellness coaching sessions and also really just finding ways to collaborate with as many existing sex positive organizations, companies, and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. out there in the field. Uh, and just really work towards this, this mission of creating a more sex positive world for mm-hmm. everyone. 
Yeah, I know. I that's awesome because something that I've noticed is like I love listening to podcasts that like where they have episodes about like sex and relationships because you don't typically talk about that in real life I guess Mm -hmm. I mean like me like I'll talk to my best friends about it or stuff like that but like that I mean it's true like ending that stigma around it and I think like having a podcast episode about it is really cool because you don't have to tell anyone else that you're listening to this episode like you listen to Mm -hmm. it you know on your own time and you're able to digest it like on your own which I think is it's pretty but I totally get like ending that stigma and like making it a healthier conversation for everyone right and you're actively doing it by having me here on your podcast and I'm so grateful for that because you know it's it's really not being done enough but actively there there are folks in the world that are are really trying to make this magic happen and you know I I appreciate so much having me on here because like you said you know we may not openly discuss sex with just about anyone, right? But mm-hmm. I love to hear that you do have these conversations with your friends and that, you know, you do seek out some sex positive podcasts. I'd be interested to, to find out, you know, what you listen to. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just so, it's so important. And my, my hope and my goal would be that eventually, you know, you included, you know, would feel more open to have this conversation beyond our friends, right? Including Mm -hmm. our family, including our peers, our colleagues, you know, and really have it be a much more open, comfortable conversation to have more frequently than not. Um, Yeah, so it's definitely an upward battle, but Mm -hmm. it's it's so great to be part of and you're doing it, so. Yeah, we're we're trying to help right now. (laughs) Um, So let's get right into it. I am, I'm honestly so excited to see what you have for me. And I, I just want to know what are we going to explore today? Tell me everything that you know. Yeah, well, I love it. And thank you for giving me that freedom. I have been really looking forward to this podcast episode with you because I just feel like it is just the best time more than ever to really dive deep in the conversation around love, sex, and relationships. It's February. This is what the month is all about, what people tend yeah, this to is talk our, about. I, I totally yeah. forgot. This is our Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> it's like the most important part. I just feel like it's just such a prime time to really open up the conversation around these areas. And mm-hmm. love, sex, and relationships is what I'm so passionate about. So I just thought it'd be a wonderful opportunity for us to explore really getting in touch with ourselves, especially now during this relentless pandemic. Uh, You know, for me personally, and a lot of the clients that I've been working with these past few months, you know, it's, it's become apparent more and more that this is the best time for any person to dive deep into their personal exploration. And that Mm -hmm. includes self love, self care, and self pleasure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought maybe we could ease into the conversation, kind of bringing yeah. up something <laughs> I, I love. And it's something I often discuss with my clients is love languages. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure if you've ever considered or if, if you're aware of the, the five love languages. Yeah, um, I actually, my therapist actually suggested that I do it. And I so I literally, I think the first time that I did it was like, not even a year ago. (laughs) Um, But mine, my two main ones are words of affirmations and quality time. Those are my two. And it totally makes sense too. I love that. Yeah. And that's so great that you, you took the steps to, you know, find out with your therapist, you know, folks can 
easily kind of do a test online or really just take the time on their own journal and consider, you know, these are the two questions I tend to ask my clients. And they're very important for any person to, to explore. One being, how do you love to give love? And then how do you love to receive love? And mm-hmm. asking yourself these questions, I really feel like deepens our awareness of our love languages and we can better understand how we love to give and receive love. And that ultimately maximizes our relationships with ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. So just for your, your uh, audience, the five love languages, right, are words of affirmations, receiving gifts, quality time, physical touch, and acts of service. Yeah, I, you know what? I, it's funny because like when I was taking the test, I remember kind of like not so much like not understanding the questions, but like kind of being like, I don't know if this applies to me or like, I'm not sure which one to pick. And um, it was kind of funny because like going into it, I didn't know, I didn't know any of the love languages. So like when I finally got my results, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Like it completely just explained me to a T. And I think my struggle, I guess with it is like, cause I know what I need out of a relationship and like, I know what I need out of a partner um, and kind of how I like to receive love. But I think it's definitely different when you're, dating or like getting to know someone who has a different love language and like how do you adapt to like that Mm -hmm. love language that you might not necessarily be used to or like if you have like an ex-boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever (laughs) and like they're two totally different people that that can definitely be a challenge sometimes because you like assume you know what someone likes and it could totally be the opposite and I think a big thing which is something that you're doing is like creating that conversation because I know that I've never had that conversation with any of my exes or anyone that I dated and no one's asked me that, but like, I think that would be a really great way to like, even get to know somebody. And I, I don't know why I haven't thought of that before. Oh, and and honor your process. And that's so great that now it's on your radar because it can stir up such positive discussion amongst a potential partner or your current partner and really just for yourself, right, to go through this exploration process of better understanding yourself for yourself, you know, it doesn't need to be for anyone else. And that's something I'm such a huge advocate for is with the work that I do, it doesn't matter if you're solo or partnered up, you know, Mm -hmm. all this work still is so valuable, you know, either way. And I appreciate you bringing that up, because that's actually a a pretty frequent conversation with some of my clients is, you know, Mm -hmm. how do I adapt, right, my partner, has completely different love languages than I do. Yeah. And, you know, that's a reality. And it's whether or not you want to put in the work and mm-hmm. really facilitate that healthy, open dialogue with your partner mm-hmm. to find that common ground and find ways that you can really support one another's love languages in a healthy, happy way. Um, yeah. So definitely the core of it all is, is just talking about it, right? Yeah. Just and having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think Two, something that like I've have been able to think a little bit more about Mm -hmm. is everyone's love language, like just because like you associate with like one of these five or multiple, like everyone's ideas of those languages are so different. Like I can imagine like quality time, like do you like going out? Do you like staying home? Like stuff like that. I mean, for someone who's never had that conversation with a partner or someone that they're dating, how do you, what's like your 
advice for someone like that to like start that conversation? Yeah, I mean, really asking those two questions that I said earlier, you know, straight up asking them, like, let's get to the nitty gritty and let's not beat around the bush, but asking them, you know, how do you love to receive love and, you know, from me or from Mm -hmm. your past, you know, what are some examples on, you know, ways that you feel valued and cherished and celebrated, appreciated. Mm -hmm. And I actually recently just, you know, asked my boyfriend these questions and we had a back and forth and for both of us, it's pretty similar in the sense of, you know, really carving out that time, especially now, right? We're in the pandemic. We're right. both working from home. It's like we live together. It can be tough to like intentionally create that romantic mm-hmm. intimacy with one another. But it's just important to open up the dialogue so you can hear directly from your partner. If they say, you know, I really love having, you know, making dinner one night out of the week and you know going on walks simple things like that can be so meaningful for someone like myself you know and and like my partner I find so much value in asking direct questions Mm -hmm. to your partner now you really do want to set the stage before you embark on this (laughs) deeper conversation right sure you know you first you know I think it's important to ask your partner if they you know have time and you know there's nothing silly about scheduling time and conversation. So mm-hmm. I think that is a great approach to saying, Hey, you know, at the end of this week, Friday night, would you be open to sitting on the couch together? Or we could just kind of talk and yeah, you know, make it a, a special space, light some candles, you know, maybe drop some essential oils in the diffuser, <laughs> put some music, create a vibe and, and make sure everyone's yeah. feeling really comfortable and at ease to, yeah. to express themselves. And their wants, their needs, their desires, and their concerns, because Mm -hmm. a person's concerns are just as important, right? Right. So, yeah. And so what, for someone who's single, aka Mm -hmm. me, if anyone has a cute friend or brother, let me know. (laughs) Um, for, For someone like me, I know what my love languages are. And again, like when I figured out what they were, it made total sense. Cause like that is what I feel like I've been lacking from previous relationships. Mm. So like, what would be a good way for me to like get in touch with my love language and like trying to figure that out on my own? Like, especially like what you were saying is prioritizing yourself and figuring out your love languages. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a partner with that. And so for me, like me being single and especially during a pandemic, and I'm now across the country, which is like, I don't know what I was doing (laughs) when doing that (laughs) during a pandemic, because now I'm the dating opportunities are not that prevalent right now, I guess, because obviously with COVID and like still trying to be safe. But what are your suggestions on like how to figure out those love languages and then kind of go deeper into it on like your own self love Mm -hmm. and self-worth journey? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, right. is to consciously prioritize yourself. So the most important relationship is with yourself and our relationship to self is the foundation to how we show up in the world, how we exude our purpose, our presence and our unique sexual essence. So it's so pivotal now more than ever to really carve out that time each and every day as much as possible to ensure you feel safe and loved and cherished and celebrated. So mm-hmm. recognize the many different ways that you already feel loved and, you know, enjoying life, like reconsider all those things that you already know to be 
you know, for me, it's focusing on my health, you know, feeling my body with nutritious foods. I, I love eating. <laughs> I am making smoothies every day now. I mm-hmm. exercise, going on walks, snuggling. I love to journal and, and, you know, take that time to tap into my creativity and also tapping into my sexuality. All those different things really helps me feel grounded and secure in who I am. So I encourage folks to tap into the areas that they already know feel good for them and do things that they know that they enjoy. And in addition to that, I I really can't harp enough that, you know, having a healthy journaling practice is so paramount. If you really do want to rediscover what your, your love languages are, or just become aware of them for the first time. And it's a matter of putting pen to paper, you know, your fingers to keyboard, and get clear about your wants, your needs, your desires, your life, your pleasures, your relationships, and I, I always like to reinforce that becoming more aware of your wants and needs are just as important as becoming aware of your concerns and mm-hmm. your fears or whatever they may be. So taking time to analyze all those, those feelings and thoughts and emotions that come from you when you are you know, journaling, it's a great stepping stone. And also just you know, go, go crazy on, on research and type in some Google searches on how other folks kind of tap into self-love, self-care, and and that will, a lot of the times, kind of highlight some different activities or ways that you can incorporate into your daily life to raise awareness on your love languages. But, um, you know, we're all at home, so why not? Why not <laughs> look into True. things more deeply online and stuff? Um, and, yeah. and of course, like the, the books we got for the podcast, I feel like, again, that's mm-hmm. such a healthy way. If there's some um, journaling prompts that you can do for self-exploration, that's, you know, so helpful and so valuable. Mm-hmm. And see, I think that's something that would be really beneficial for me. And I'm sure a lot of other people are like this is like when it comes to journaling, like I'll do it for a couple of days and then yeah. sometimes I'll kind of just like fall off because it's not that I necessarily don't know what to write about, but like, it would yeah. be so helpful to like have a journal that already has prompts and that you can kind of just go through and it asks you all the right questions. And then I think that kind of like triggers your thought process into yeah. like exploring other realms and other portions of it, I guess. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I know journaling just has not <laughs> worked out for me in the past. Sometimes yeah. I try to do it, but definitely those prompts help me so much. Cause I feel like in that moment, like getting all your thoughts out at once for someone like me who like I'm just like thinking a million miles a minute I think it's hard to kind of digest that information and then put it on paper so right the one that you got soul therapy I think that was really helpful and I think so many people can benefit from a self-love journal because that's it's like the easiest way to journal I guess well yeah and this is honestly the first like self-love or any journaling book I've purchased. And Mm -hmm. uh, the the first question even just says, you know, take some time to reflect on all that you're grateful for, list them below. And a simple prompt like that actually really like helped me remember, oh my gosh, like just my family to the core, my my social Mm -hmm. connections. Social connections are more important than ever right now. We need to Mm -hmm. focus so closely on maintaining these strong social connections with our family, our friends, colleagues, you know, and so forth. And yeah, you know, and I started listing like sunshine and all my five senses, like I'm, I'm so grateful for all my five senses, like, you know, that I can (laughs) do all things, experience life the fullest and, you know, thinking positively what we're grateful for definitely helps prompt, you know, again, it goes back to love languages and, 
and how we can incorporate more love into our life and how we can receive more love and give more love for the world mm-hmm. and in our relationships again with ourselves and with others. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's awesome. So, yeah. So I think something really fun that we could talk about, I mean, cause Valentine's day is coming up when mm-hmm. this is up, it'll be like two days before, but I think being single on Valentine's day, like I think mm-hmm. to some people, it's not something that you look forward to necessarily, but mm-hmm. for at least for me and like, I don't know. I, I like that freedom of like being able to do whatever I want. So like I yeah. can, can watch a movie by myself. I can get stuff done for work or get stuff done for the podcast, mm-hmm. like kind of doing things on my time. And then again, like I get to do things that like, I really like, and that I enjoy doing. And I like, I love to go get like a massage or like go get yes. a facial or like something that's going to like actually be for me. And I think on Valentine's day, I've in the past, like there are days where like, I wouldn't do anything or like nothing special. Um, but I think Valentine's day is a fun day to like do something for yourself or like do something with your bestie or like your sister. And this year I'm going to dinner with my sister because she lives out here in Rhode Island and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just excited because it's like our favorite restaurant and like, I'm not worried about being alone on Valentine's day, but for you, what are some things that people can do if they aren't really looking forward to it? Or even for people who like might've just gotten out of a relationship or something like that, what are your tips and tricks for those people? Sure. Yeah. And again, you know, it it doesn't matter whether you're, you're single or not. I think my answer you know, is relevant for any human being on this planet, because you're saying all the right things, you know, spending time, quality time with your sister. I mean, I made me think about Galentine's Day, like, yeah. right, you know, really kind of connecting with our family and our friends. And, you know, I am very, very passionate about, yes, self-love, self-care. And like I said earlier, that also includes self-pleasure. And, mm-hmm. You know, I won't go too deep into self-pleasure, you know, in this episode. However, I do want to emphasize that, you know, it's so important to have a healthy self-pleasure practice. Mm-hmm. And I recognize very, very well that there's still so much shame that exists around pleasure. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different reasons and issues why folks keep their pleasure, their sexuality secret, you know, whether it be upbringing, childhood, religion unfortunately, trauma, you know, and, and society, just societal beliefs that are put upon us. But my work yeah. really encourages folks to not be ashamed of their pleasure and to instead embrace their interests and curiosity. So if you're finding yourself, you know, recently single or just been single, amazing, you know, continue or begin to invest your time and energy in really rediscovering all the things that make you feel good, that Mm -hmm. you enjoy doing. And yes, also your self-pleasure, you know, are you ensuring that you feel really good within your body? And do you know how to make yourself feel good? And and what are things that don't feel that good for you? And Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a, a great area to, to take some time in exploring because let, let's be real. I mean, masturbation is a healthy and integral part of our normal sexual development. And Mm -hmm. There are just so many benefits, both physical and mental, that come with masturbation. I mean, improved mood, better sleep, stress and tension relief, relief from menstrual cramps. I mean, it goes on and on. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, if you're still maybe not so comfortable with your sexuality right now, I think it's 
such a pivotal time to really dive deep into this exploration. And I'm curious to hear what you think about that. Yeah, you know, I know it's a little, <laughs> it's a little taboo to, to yeah. bring up, but yeah. Well, first off, mom and dad, if you're listening, please just click off. <laughs> just, it's okay. You can wait till the next episode. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I think, you know, I definitely relate to like upbringing. If you've listened to the podcast before, I'm a Latina. My mom is Mexican and my dad is Irish and Portuguese, but I only grew up with my mom's side of the family. So it was only like my tias and my tios and like all of my Mexican side of the family. So upbringing. And I feel like this is like, especially in Latinx culture, sexuality is very taboo like it's something that you don't talk about it's something that you are like punished for (laughs) and this is no shade to my parents because my my mom this is how she was raised so like I can't blame her this is what she was taught and this is some of the things that she kind of raised me with so I wasn't allowed to date when I was younger so I think all of high school I wasn't allowed to date And like, if I had a guy come over to the house, like I had to keep my door open. We weren't allowed on the bed. Like if things got too quiet, like my mom or my dad would come downstairs and like, it kind of, honestly, it kind of like, it kind of scarred me for life. (laughs) Like, I mean, not for life. Cause I know those are things that, you know, you can work through, which I am. And I'm a lot more comfortable with my sexuality now, Mm. but that's kind of the, the vibe that I had kind of growing up. So when it comes to talking about stuff like that, I feel like I'm comfortable around certain friends who like are also really vocal about it, but like, I would never just like bring it up in a conversation if Mm. it came up, but I don't know. I feel like definitely being single and being on my own self-pleasure is something that like I kind of rely on I guess or rely on sounds kind of odd but like that's something that like I do explore because you know I am on my own and I don't want to catch COVID from anyone Um, but yeah and I think it's like even right now I almost don't even know exactly what to say or like because it's just something that I usually don't talk about to be honest so like I'm happy we're having this conversation because like I feel like you you got to pull some stuff out of me (laughs) no and I just want to say thank you so much for feeling open and vulnerable to share with me I I definitely did put you on spot but (laughs) I also appreciate it because you know it just makes me think of again a lot of the work that I do working with my clients on this one-on-one basis everything you just expressed you are not alone. Like Rachel, Mm -hmm. you, the upbringing you have is very similar to a lot of the folks that I work with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for example, you know, with a client of mine, I've been working with them for quite some time. I've been able to take them from a real negative belief around Mm -hmm. their sexuality to one that's much more comfortable and, and safe within their mind, you know, and they, they now can deal with their past shame and insecurities in a much more safe, healthy, and fulfilling way. And mm-hmm. I, I just want to emphasize that you're amazing. Everything you've gone through and where you are today, you know, it's, it's all meant to be. And, and to remember that it takes energy to shift the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, change doesn't happen overnight. But if you really do want to grow from maybe where we once were when we were a child and our mm-hmm. beliefs around sexuality, you know, you really need to 
be focused on intentionally growing, especially during this time, whether you're single or not. Um, right. And that goes back to, yeah, just how important it is to carve out this time for self-love, yeah. self-care and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, it's that kind of bring something else up. So like, I know, I know I'm probably, I'm not the only one who feels this way. And I know my co-host Cass, her and I can relate on this topic, but my past relationships are like past people that I've dated has definitely has given me trust issues. Like that's 100% like very apparent. And so when it comes to building like a sexual relationship with somebody it's always something in the back of my mind that like is this person like does this person really care about me do they really mean what they're saying are they like yeah like is this right I guess which should probably be a red flag just like just to begin with if I'm questioning my feelings towards somebody and whether or not they're genuine and like so one of my most recent like dating scenarios him and I it's hard it's hard to like summarize everything but I mean whenever we would go out like our outings Mm -hmm. which this is also something that I've been working on but our outings were always like out with friends so we would go to the bars or we'd like Mm -hmm. go to dinner and have drinks so like every time that we were together Mm -hmm. it was like there was alcohol involved and like Mm -hmm. that right there anyone who's listening, it's probably not the best situation to put yourself in. And I think when that happens, like for me, when I'm drinking, I do get that liquid courage, but like, I promise you, I mean, probably 99% of what I say. It's really just something like it's stuff that I got to get off my chest, (laughs) like stuff that like, Uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm way more open to talk about Mm. certain things like sex when obviously when I'm drinking, because I feel just like, I feel more relaxed and I feel, Mm -hmm. you you all know how alcohol works, but (laughs) yeah. um, (laughs) but yeah, so like that certain scenario wasn't the best. And I have come to realize that like that relationship is, isn't healthy for me. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of like something that I've been working on and I've been working on that in therapy too. Yeah, I don't know. Just even having this conversation makes me feel a lot better and it makes me feel like I'm not alone in this. And yeah, I I don't know. Dating's just dating is crazy, y'all. I it takes takes a lot of effort. (laughs) It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of vulnerability. And Mm -hmm. it's whether or not you want to open up with another person the way that, Mm -hmm. you know, sexual communication is difficult. It's not easy to have with just any person. So you know don't blame you or any person. And I, myself, you know, liquid courage, it definitely is, is real, especially when we want to try to open up around these more vulnerable Mm -hmm. conversations. So just be so gentle with yourself and you're clearly doing amazing jobs, you know, putting in the work, your therapy and and all that, but also trust your gut, trust your gut. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think enough of us women, especially trust our gut and it's Mm -hmm. very telling. And if you have, like you said, maybe it's a red flag, like listen to that feeling, you know, if that comes up from you, especially from the get-go, because it might be telling you something like this, this person, it it might not be safe for me to open up and share with them my, Mm -hmm. my deepest desires and fantasies because, you know, this and that. So just trust your gut in that sense. And I firmly believe that when you do connect with someone or people on an intimate level, you will feel 
that genuine want to open up with them Mm -hmm. because they will receive whatever you feel ready to communicate about, you know, very well. And that will be your person or persons. Right. And, you know, just, just being open to, to that and, and the process in general, but yeah, dating is crazy. And I, I don't know if you know this, but I met my boyfriend during quarantine. Like we met I did? online I didn't know dating. That. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, wait, I, I had no idea. Yes. I mean, let me tell you, I, I won't say the whole story because we'd be here all <laughs> night, but long story short, I mean, I had ended a pretty toxic relationship last year mm-hmm. at the start of last year and quarantine hit. We we're all forced to be <laughs> working from home. And I found myself on the dating apps. I was just like, I honestly went on just for shiz and giggles. Like I just kind of wanted to screw around. And yeah, that's kind of the place I was in, you know, didn't want any commitments. And within 48 hours, I connected with my boyfriend and I ended up deleting my app because I was like, he seems really freaking cool. And just so like a genuine, awesome person. That's why I'm such a huge advocate for online dating, especially now. So that's something I think you and I can chat about. You know, further down the road. Yeah. But. You know what? I'm an avid dating app deleter. <laughs> like I <laughs> I will download Bumble. I only use Bumble or Hinge. Those are the mm. only two that okay. I and I think Bumble is probably my favorite, but mm-hmm. I'll have Bumble for like no more than a week and sure. then I'll delete it. Delete I just it. like I get very and I think that's just my personality too, is like I get kind of bored easily mm-hmm. and like I can also be impatient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's me just sure. being pretty honest about myself, but yeah. And a lot of the time it's more so of like, these guys just don't seem genuine. And the funny thing too, yeah. is like, which I think I need to establish first before I get back on these dating apps is like, I don't know what I want. <laughs> so, right. um, because like, I don't like, I've, I've been single for a while. My last like relationship relationship was like four years ago, I think. So, you know, I've had a lot of time to like be by myself and be very independent. And like during that time I was in school, I've been working full time. So like, I love just like dating here and there, like getting to know people. Cause I would, I don't think I'll ever be a runaway bride, but (laughs) I feel like I'm a runaway girlfriend. <laughs> like, like that's, I, it sucks because like, there are some very good guys out there that I have dated. And like the second they show, like they want something serious. I'm like, wait, that's not what I want. Like I, like I didn't, you know, and I, I don't know. I think that's why when I'm on dating apps, I always put like, I don't know what I'm looking for. But then mm. when I see people like, or when I talk to people who are very aggressive, I guess, and like, just want to, are, are very obvious that they just want to hook up. Right. That's where I'm like, no, <laughs> like that's not what yeah. I want. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, I don't necessarily want a relationship either. So I'm like in that weird in between. Yeah. Um, so I guess I just kind of got to find someone who's also feeling yeah. that way. And they're um, out there. Yeah. They're out there. There's no shame in casual relationships or short-term dating. You know, not everyone wants to have this committed monogamous relationship. It tends to be a common theme. However, I will say the work that I do has really helped open my mind more and more to the fact that there are so many different types of relationship dynamics out there Mm -hmm. and you can make it work as long as you have that foundation of trust and respect Mm -hmm. and open communication. 
And, you know, I can't stress that enough. And I just feel like you are a perfect person and, and many, many others in this planet right now, you know, it's just the best time for you to really give yourself permission to mm-hmm. explore, give yeah. yourself permission to dive deep into your personal exploration, including your, your sexuality and find ways to build upon your sexual confidence and your sexual communication. It's mm-hmm. easier said than done, but if it's something that you really aspire for, you know, in your next relationship, you envision yourself being, you know, very articulate when it comes to your wants and needs. Mm-hmm. Take the time now while you are this single badass bitch, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really <laughs> invest this time and energy as you have been to grow into your very best version of yourself. And, you know, the person or persons that come along your way will be so lucky to be able to connect with you and and share that intimate space. But yeah, you know, you are your safest sexual partner, especially now during COVID. So (laughs) yeah, who needs a man? (laughs) Right, And embrace it. I think just as important, like I said before, you know, taking the time to explore your wants and needs, also really invest the time in discovering what are your boundaries? Where do you draw the line in the sand? And like you said, you know, when there's a guy kind of saying, like, I just want to hook up, you're like, nope. Well, then rightfully mm-hmm. so, you know, you know exactly what you don't want and right. you're learning what you yes. do want. So this is a way that I kind of think about it. So I feel like the last year has taught me a lot. I think it's taught a lot of people kind of like, being able to deal with uncertainty, I think is a really big thing. And I think I've learned to like, it's not that I don't have a filter. Trust me, I do. But I think this past year, I've almost like built up this weird confidence of like, I'm just going to say what I feel and I'm just going to do it. And like, (laughs) it is what it is. And what do I have to lose? And like, I think that's a really good mindset to go in, especially with like dating and dating new people. So like, I think for me, like an example of that is like, if I'm dating someone and we do get to that, like personal level, why not just tell them what you like? Like, why not just get it out of the way and just say it right then and there? Because think about it. Like this person doesn't know you to your core. Like you guys aren't in an established relationship. You guys haven't known each other for years. So it's like, what, again, what do you have to lose? Okay. If this guy's like, wow, you're weird. I'm never going to talk to you again. Bye. Like, all right. Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you never. It's all good. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's something that like, I've been like trying to practice and like yeah. sexting is a big thing. Wow. I'm yeah. like really talking. <laughs> I'm really going off. <laughs> um, Love yeah, that. I don't know. Cause like, I mean, for me, like I still have a lot of personal connections with people back in San Diego. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's just fun. It's just like fun to talk to someone. It's fun to like, and someone that you're already comfortable with. That's a huge thing. Something like what you said, someone you trust, someone who you feel safe with, like that's the most important part of it. And I don't know. It's just like fun. I think I've just been trying really hard to like not think about it too much Mm because once I'm in my own head, it's like, yeah, it's never ending. (laughs) No, I, I love you for saying all that you just said. I feel like so many folks could benefit, you know, hearing all that and exactly, you know, just put it on the table, put it all out there. And, and that's what I advocate for my clients to do. You know, why hesitate? Why hold back and beat around the bush and wait until the fifth date to mm-hmm. say, oh, I, I'm really into this. And then to find out it's something that's a complete no for them, you know, right. 
be more open and and nonchalant about sexual communication. I mean, nonchalant in the way of feel more free and at ease to bring it up without mm-hmm. this fear that you're going to be judged or ridiculed. Because if they are going to judge you, like you said, yeah, that person's not it. worth it. <laughs> exactly. Ciao. You know, ciao. <laughs> and that is such a huge factor because, yeah, why would you want to invest any more time and energy with someone who's mm-hmm. not about you and, and what you're into? I mean, again, all relationships are about compromise, but if there's some core values in mm-hmm. things that you're interested in and, and want to dive deeper into, and they're not into as much, you know, let's just get it out in the open. And I love that you brought that up. And I think it's amazing that you're in the space and, and growing more into it of like, I'm just going to be me and, right. you know, go after what I want sort of thing. And hell yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely something that I've worked. This is, this was not like an overnight thing. This is something that I worked through in therapy because it was definitely like, it was just unfortunate. Cause I, I, I'm not going to say I wasted so many sessions, but I spent so many sessions talking about this one person that I had just recently mm. stopped talking to. And she kind of just asked me like one day, like, what are your needs? What are your wants? And can this person provide that to you? And like immediately right then and there, it was, it's hard because like, that should be pretty obvious. Like that should be something that does go through your mind when you start dating or when you are in a relationship and you feel unhappy and it immediately changed my mindset of like, I like this person and we have a really long history and I don't want this person not in my life, but at the end of the day, he can't provide what I need. And I don't want to waste any more time or effort or energy on this person. Cause like, again, like we're all badass women and like, we don't need that. And I, I would much rather be alone and single alone in like, in the sense of like, I live alone or whatever. Sure. Um, but I would much rather be that than like unhappy and something that's not even an actual relationship. It's just a fucking like, what would you even call that? Like just someone you're dating. And I, it's just, it's not, it's not worth it. I'd rather do things for myself and love myself. (laughs) I love that. And it resonates with me so deeply. You know, I mentioned my last relationship and it Mm -hmm. it was unhealthy and I was in it for three years Mm. and I knew pretty early on that it wasn't the best fit, but it was this level of seemingly safety and comfort that I thought maybe I'll just go with it. But no, it finally reached the point that I said, wait, you aren't able to meet, you know, my wants and needs. And that's okay because you will do that for someone, but I am not that person and vice versa. And it was just such a major moment in my life to really finally be able to release that relationship that no longer served me to be able Mm -hmm. to let it go And I love that you just said, you know, I would rather be single than be in a situation that isn't doing me right. And to be able to recognize that and and take the leap to, to change is everything. So if anyone wants to know what my actual love language is, it's tequila, (laughs) sushi, and lobster rolls. Yes, just well, in case we have one of the same love languages right there tequila what kind of tequila mm-hmm. is your your go-to so I love Don Julio I Don had Julio. it one time and I just never went back Blanco is my favorite I just I like I like clear tequila because I feel like dark tequila makes me like brings out crazy Rachel 
<laughs> crazy in a good way. Crazy. Crazy. I'm like a good crazy, <laughs> but I think like the more team Rachel is like clear tequila. You are so amazing. I cannot wait for us to rendezvous when COVID is out of I the know. way. And, but we'll we'll do a virtual cocktail hour. I love yeah, that. Definitely. That and so, you, so I definitely want to have you on the podcast again so we can like get like real deep in some stuff. Yes. Um, no pun intended, but, <laughs> but, but <then> um, <laughs> we, so Vanessa and I decided that we wanted to do a small little Valentine's day giveaway. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really cool because like we talked about earlier, talked about journaling and um, buying books with prompts in them. And it's so much easier, like getting that advice, but it's so much easier when someone actually gifts it to you and you have no choice. (laughs) So I, I'm hoping all of you enter, we're going to do it on Instagram. And I'm so sorry if you guys hear the dogs in the background, my dog is crying, but it's, it's been like this all day. I (laughs) can't do anything about it but so we are going to give away three items so we have a 2021 planner and um I know it has like affirmations and like a couple other things in there so you can keep your year nice and tidy and then we have a journal and it's called soul therapy and it'll have I think it has like 365 prompts on there right like one for every day of the year Yep. And so lastly, actually, we kind of have a sponsor. So Liquid IV sent us some products. So we're going to send the winner, whoever gets it. It's a pack of their Energizer packet. So we are going to give away those three items to one lucky winner. So you can go on our Instagram to figure out how to enter. It'll be super easy. Just like the post, subscribe to the podcast, follow Vanessa and leave a comment. And so we'll do that on Instagram, either the Friday that we post or that following Monday, whichever one. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't stress enough, you know, how valuable I feel like, especially the, the journal prompts, this book, Soul Therapy. That's the one I have in front of me. I, I think it's just mm-hmm. such a great, you know, daily activity to, to incorporate into your life. And the other giveaway gifts sound absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Big thank you to you. I can't thank you enough for having me on. I'm so grateful we've reconnected. I just think the work you're doing is amazing. So thank you thank for that. Thank you so much from me and Jesse. <laughs> um, <laughs> love it. And... No, me too. I'm, no, I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you were able to come on. I think this is such a good like starter conversation for some people. So I think, you know, later down the line, we can definitely have you back on and we can get to the nitty gritty of everything. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, if any of your listeners are looking to work with a sexual health and wellness coach on a one-on-one basis, it's my passion to really Mm -hmm. facilitate that safe, open space to just dive deep. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's completely confidential and, you know, my website is there, pleasureexploration.com. And please, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, who participates in the giveaway. My Instagram is pleasureexploration. And I'm just so excited to continue working with you and connect with your audience. And yeah, I just can't thank you enough for having me on, Rachel. You're thank amazing. Thank you so much. We'll leave all your information in the details and on Instagram. And I love you. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye.